This is the Astrology University podcast, helping you find inspiration, insight, and connection through the study of astrology. And I'm your host, Tony Howard. Hi friends, Tony Howard here with Astrology University, and I'd like to talk a little bit about Mercury today. When analyzing the astrology around the COVID-19 outbreak, most of us astrologers have been focusing, rightly so, on the big planetary players, especially the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn that was exact in January of 2020. But all of the planets at any moment in time are worth looking at. They color the details of breaking news, and especially news that impacts the entire globe so quickly, like this story did. Uh, The other planets give us nuance and alert us to trigger moments, or moments of change or new energy in the context of that longer emerging story. In this short video, I want to focus on Mercury because its movement correlates with key details about how this story has been unfolding, especially in regards to Mercury ruled dynamics like the spread of information, scientific uh, testing and research, and messaging, whether from governments, the media, or people just sharing things on social media. If you reflect back on the last couple of months, and I'm recording this April 1st, but reflect back on February and March of 2020, would you say that information has been clear and presented objectively? Um, Has it been easy to access factual data, or any data for that matter? Um, Do we have all the data that we need to make the best decisions? Has there been a predominance of misinformation and confusion? So you can just reflect on those questions, and the answers lead us into Mercury territory. But before we get there, let's rewind to the beginning of this timeline, at least based on the information I was able to source today uh, with details referenced from The Lancet, which is a peer-reviewed medical journal, in addition to reporting from sciencemag.org and NPR. On December 31st, China reported to the World Health Organization about a number of serious pneumonia cases with no known cause. We know that story at this point. At least one day before that, a doctor in China who'd been uh, treating the cases, now referred to as a whistleblower, tried to share that info within his social circles and was later criticized by the government for doing that. But let's just stop here and look at the astrology because this is the moment, December 31st, 30th and 31st, um, that the info gets out there, so to speak. Um, This isn't the moment that someone first contracted the virus, we know that. Um, this is when people were already sick. Um, this isn't when they pass, someone passed on their virus to someone else. Um, this is the moment when we became aware that there was a problem and when someone in the local situation began to alert others and also when the government made an official announcement about it. In other words, the information came into awareness and began to be shared. That's Mercury territory. This happened right when Mercury entered Capricorn on December 30th. Very interesting. But just a few days before that, on December 23rd, Mercury had just entered the peak of its declination cycle. You might have uh, know this described as being out of bounds, and you may not even even heard that term because declination is somewhat obscure in astrology, um, but it's, it's something that I study myself. Mercury's time out of bounds is somewhat irregular. Sometimes it hits its peak cycle for just a few days at a time and sometimes more. In this particular time that Mercury was out of bounds, beginning on December 23rd, it remained at its peak from the 23rd through January 12th of 2020. So that's almost three weeks. It's a good amount of time. So when the first cases of this virus were announced publicly, Mercury was not only in Capricorn, 
the sign of the forming Saturn-Pluto conjunction. That's an important thing to note. But it was also at its peak of declination. When planets are out of bounds, they're operating from a place of extremes in terms of their declination cycle. So they're at the top or the bottom of the cycle. So it's an extreme part of the cycle. So we can translate that astronomy into meaning and see that the planets at the peak of their declination cycle often express in people and in world events as extremes or correlating with maximum intensity. Noting the timing of this announcement, remember the announcement is Mercury's domain. We already see that there's something out of the ordinary going on here with COVID-19. Mercury goes out of bounds for a few days every year, usually twice, um, spaced a few months apart, but sometimes three times in one year. It's a little less frequent than Mercury retrograde, and it doesn't last as long, but it's still an annual event. So while this technique can describe events in themselves and maybe on their own, it's perhaps best applied in the context of a larger cycle that's unfolding in order to reveal more nuance about that longer or um, bigger story. In this case, with Mercury out of bounds in the context of the nearly exact Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn, with Mercury in the same sign, we have a signature that's worth paying attention to. And in fact, without looking at Mercury here, we're missing key details in the story. For instance, since Mercury was at peak declination at the time of China's announcement, we could have known instantly with the astrological timing that this story was worth paying more attention to, uh, that we might be looking at something of the start of something of an extreme nature. And in fact, looking back, we know that that's true. On the positive side, Mercury at its peak of declination can correlate with extremes of Mercury's positive attributes. So all things Mercury get expanded uh, for better or worse. My favorite example is World War II codebreaker Alan Turing, who's amped up Mercury at peak declination in his natal chart. He was born when Mercury was out of bounds. Helped him crack the Enigma code um, in, uh, along with a team of other people. And that changed the course of the war. Mercury at its peak is in hyperdrive. This doesn't mean that everybody with Mercury out of bounds is a genius computer scientist like Turing was. Uh, the unique way your Mercury expresses is intensified when it's at its peak in your chart. For instance, you might be a prolific uh, gossip or a truth bender um, in Mercury's, some of Mercury's darker expressions. It's up to you to make choices about how you express your chart. This is true of any planetary placement. But in terms of this outbreak, we see Mercury at its peak at play in the speed at which the COVID-19 virus was sequenced. So one of the positive correlations there. I've read this, um, I've read that this is the fastest example we have of that process from discovery of the virus to the sequencing. China identified the sequence on um, January 5th and announced it to the World Health Organization on January 7th. So the timing from December 31st to the 7th, um, pretty fast and uh, and all that took place with during the Mercury out of bounds um, cycle. And in this case, it seems like a blessing that Mercury spent a bit longer there this time, for sure. While the news of COVID-19 began to spread and the gravity of the situation started to come into our consciousness, Saturn and Pluto were forming their exact conjunction right there in the middle of January. Mercury was still in Capricorn through January 17th, so at some point Mercury joined up with Saturn and Pluto there forming an exact conjunction, and then January 17th, it cha uh, Mercury changed signs into Aquarius.
As I watched that part of the cycle, with Mercury changing into Aquarius, I was hopeful that we'd make some progress scientifically uh, and, that, and, uh, uh, and also aware that we'd have a short window to do so because not soon after Mercury would enter Pisces. It was during the time that Mercury was in Aquarius that we started to get some usable information. On January 20th, for instance, China confirmed human-to-human transmission for the first time. And the next day, uh, the World Health Organization confirmed that. Authorities were fast at work deciding whether this constituted an in- international public health emergency. And if you kind of look back over the news at that time, you see them deliberating that. On February 3rd, just before Mercury entered Pisces, China began its first drug trial of an antiviral drug's effectiveness on the virus. And we'll come back to that a little bit later. Meanwhile, in the United States and elsewhere, things were about to get complicated. After Mercury entered Pisces uh, um, on the 4th, which is great for writing poetry or conveying your thoughts through a song, um, our access to clear information and ease of communication was altered at the least. Mercury in Pisces is great at nonlinear communication, but not as awesome at objective clarity. Every signature has its gifts, but the timing was pretty awful for a pandemic to be spreading across the globe as Mercury entered Pisces and then turned retrograde. This meant that not only would we spend the crucial beginnings of a global response to the pandemic with this under the influence of this mushy subjective Mercury, but a retrograde cycle naturally extends a planet's time in that sign. And so this was the extended play version of Mercury and Pisces. And things did get weird. It was hard to get a clear picture of what was happening. China's government isn't known for being especially forthcoming and transparent in the first place, and politics began to color all of the communications coming out of China. In the U.S., at first, the party line, as reported on national news media, was that this outbreak was just a liberal hoax designed to hurt the re-election campaign of the president, and that we had it under control and it would blow over really quickly. At least one of the key media figures putting out that false and dangerous message we now know on Fox News has since been taken off the air. The U.S. president, who's a Gemini and therefore prone to changing course often, did just that. It's what he does. It's what every Gemini does. This doesn't have to be a bad thing. Gemini mutability can be a gift in a leader when that flexibility is used to pivot to a new, objectively better situation, for instance, or respond in the moment based on the most up-to-date information. But this president has Mercury in a subjective water sign, Cancer, making that a bit uh, less easy to access, we'll say. And his Mercury is also out of bounds in his natal chart. And his communications are often described as off the wall. It's a pretty common, used, commonly used phrase with out of bounds folks. And with a square between his Mercury and Neptune enhancing that dynamic, we also find multiple websites out there uh, fact checking his so called alternate truths. Adding to this, astrologically in this time, we've been in Mercury and Pisces land where rainbow unicorns run free and facts turn into toadstools before our eyes. So it was no surprise when we learned that the most important tool for getting factual data about an emerging emerging pandemic, the testing, was not only hard to come by, but getting access was mired in misinformation and confusion on the parts of governments, not just in the U.S., but in other countries too. Uh, Remember, these transits happen all over the world for all of us. Not only were we unprepared for this, as Bill Gates warned us four years ago in a TED talk, 
We were trying to get prepared while feeling our way through a Piscean fog of disarray and disorder, trying to decipher the little bits of objective data we could get without ever having the whole picture. And what did we do? Well, Saturn and Pluto made their conjunction in Capricorn, so we panicked. And our fear went through the roof. Because it was a fear of death, right? One of the biggest motivators. And all of this was for very good reason. So I'm not saying we overreacted. I'm sure that some of us overreacted, I guess, if we could measure that. But fear of death, positive, I mean, it's a, it's a strong motivator. And, and we had reason to be afraid, and we still do. As the news of Italy began to hit, the world finally started to get the dark and sobering picture. The virus was out there, and it was soon to be everywhere, if it wasn't already. Mercury then went retrograde in Pisces on February 17th and dipped back into Aquarius on March 5th, stationing direct on March 10th. So the retrograde cycle lasted from February 17th to March 10th, if you're not taking into account the shadow period. So as it dipped back into Aquarius, that gave us another window of a few days to get ahead of the curve, at least in terms of data and science, until Mercury went back into Pisces again on March 17th, where it stays until April 11th. Yikes, that's a lot of Pisces, especially when we're all yearning for the very thing that Mercury and Pisces can't easily deliver, usable objective data. Well, that brings us to the present moment. And the reason I'm uh, preparing this video, because change is just around the corner. Today is April 1st, and I have to say that things are going to get a little more wonky with Mercury before they get better. Mercury is applying to Neptune as we speak, and that aspect will be strongest between now and April 5th or so. The exact aspect is on the 4th, and Mercury starts to separate from Neptune then, but on the 5th it's still going to be very close. And here's what I'll say about Mercury conjunct Neptune in Pisces. Multiply everything I said about Mercury in Pisces alone by about 10 unicorns, and you'll see the picture. Plus, I predict that you'll be binging Netflix even more than you have been in the next couple of days. But the good news? Mercury enters Aries on April 11th, and not a day too soon, I think you'll agree. Aries is associated with speed, and Mercury will be moving faster itself as a planet. I predict new information will start coming in faster, innovative ideas will emerge, innovation is something that's often associated with Aries, supply change, chains of needed testing kits and PPE supplies for characters may ramp up in speed and then become more available. When we finally have easy access to testing and it becomes widespread, we'll be able to discern what's actually been happening and finally make truly informed decisions. Coincident with this timing, Drug trials that have been underway will start producing usable data. The first results from the study I mentioned earlier on an antiretral, uh, I'm sorry, antiviral drug called remdesivir should be available uh, later in April, probably right after Mercury uh, enters Aries, be my guess. And there are other trials in the works as well. By the time Mercury moves into Taurus at the end of the month on April 28th, it's my hope that we've made enough speedy progress with that speedy Mercury in, in Aries in, in the last half of April that we can then shift into a period of practical choices based on grounded information, some of the best of Mercury and Taurus. The pandemic will be far from over, and who knows how this will all unfold long term. We're still in Mercury and Pisces as I speak, and it's anyone's guess. But as we start to get more accurate data, 
we'll know a lot more than we do now. Until then, be safe and overly cautious, my friends, and take good care. Thanks for tuning in to the Astrology University podcast. Study astrology online with some of the great astrologers of our time at www.astrologyuniversity.com, where we offer webinars, online classes, and virtual summits to bring you inspiration, connection, and insight through the study of astrology. Take good care, and we'll see you next time.